Amongst us all there exist pure and precious diamonds who are destined to sparkle yet are found shoved in the dark wrapped up in the black charcoal of stigma but here we are today with the wand in each of our hands in lumos we shall say to brighten every single corner and avada kadavra all the negativity away we aim to normalize positive conversations about mental health bringing every diamond out there to bask in the sunlight we are the mind speakers 2020 and you are listening to herriot for your well-being episode 6 the equalizer a mental health stimulating environment and today we have mitali sasha and ishani joining us for this little guftagu session thank you mahak so I was thinking about how the society is composed of made and driven by all types of groups. Whenever we talk about an inclusive society, we often talk about balancing out resources to help each and every group reach their maximum potential. But the main question arises here. Should we count mental health as a significant resource on the way to an inclusive society? If yes, does mental health inculcate inclusivity? and what would a world with a mental health stimulating environment actually look like let's consider this i understand where you're coming from anya but in today's world that's clogged with prejudice about identities choices and rights is imagining an ideal inclusive society really pragmatic exactly mahak understanding all perspectives surrounding the taboo is imperative to begin even thinking about this ideal society we wish for hmm so guys can anyone pitch in with the taboos that plague our society in today's world i like to you guys uh because as you said understanding perspective is especially important when we look at mental health services to vulnerable and disadvantaged communities these groups are subjected to stigma and discrimination on a daily basis and they experience really high amounts of mental and physical and sexual victimization this combined with the high costs of mental health care and incomplete insurance coverage make mental health services very infeasible hence making these communities even more vulnerable in society yeah ashani Ad- and uh, while i was advocating for mental wellbeing during this pandemic uh, i realized how many people are actually stuck in unsupportive or even hostile environments exactly to, yeah talking to a few of them also made me realize uh, it also made me feel helpless because there wasn't any action i could take to make it easier for them even in general i think people really struggle with trying to help a community they might not fully understand so what do you think we can do to try and help or support these communities i understand where you're coming from but i think the first and foremost thing is speak out 
use your voice speaking out is so important speaking about speaking out about minority community harassments and discrimination and using the use of vulnerable community targeted slurs is really important we got to understand that to support them we must first dismantle the harmful stereotypes and assumptions about people's background and identity and at the end of the day we should be really supportive passionate and give back to them however we can wow now that's my idea of a world that even thanos wouldn't snap out of existence 50% off in a snap of a finger thanos ensured <laughs> what could possibly come out of this insignificant reference of the marvel universe in a mental health podcast But guys, I am sure we'll make Tony Stark ditch the grave at the end of the day somehow. The heck! Please rein in your fan girl right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, so that was a page out of my urban dictionary. Well, moving on, since we already have our dictionaries open, guys, let's come to a more acceptable pop culture reference: the word woke. So, how does one achieve the goal of being woke, especially with regard to our words and actions? So Mehak, um, that's funny because I think right now, especially, we're all only too familiar with the concepts of being woke, of cancel culture, and calling out people. And you know, while all of these trends began as an attempt to be aware and to hold other people accountable to their words and actions, it slowly turned into a way of bringing people down. I think. So you know, the question arises: What's wrong with the cancel culture today? when does the call out culture become harmful now the problem lies i believe in the fact that when we say that somebody is cancelled or when we call out somebody we're implying that humans are not amenable to change and you see negativity is never a good thing and an environment of hostility will never manifest in positive change so what we need to do today as young activists is shift to a more positive environment Let's acknowledge that humans can always change for the better and that we are all inherently good. So instead of instilling fear and threatening people, instead of forcing our opinions down their throats and refusing to listen to the other side, let's facilitate lasting growth. Let's present people with information and then empower them to make their own positive independent decisions. Let's help them genuinely understand where they're going wrong and where they can do better. Let's engage them in inclusive discussions and let's encourage change. You know, if we harness positive energy and we do all of these things, we will certainly be able to push for tangible change. We will be able to successfully reform mindsets and eradicate all of the many taboos that we were discussing earlier in this episode. I feel like what we can do as the informed and educated and aware youth is redefine the concept of wokeness. Let's redefine it and let's think of it as the need to be informed, to be sensitive and to be aware with regard to what we post and what we propagate, the information that we consume on social media and also most importantly the vocabulary we use. This is actually an interesting concept given the fact that this is a mental health podcast because it's been found that vocabulary is actually a very powerful tool to encourage cognition and attitude in social institutions. So you know what? Let's leverage the great power of vocabulary to create change. Let's ensure that our vocabulary isn't trivializing mental health disorders and that we aren't glamorizing 
or stereotyping words like anorexia, like insomnia, bipolar disorder, OCD, depression and anxiety. Let's not think of them as works and let's not glorify them because when we do that, we're discounting everything that people suffering from these issues go through on a daily basis. Instead, let's choose words that are sensitive to those people that are sensitive to the differently abled. Let's choose words that are not propagating racist stereotypes or discriminating against the LGBTQ plus community, for example. Let's ensure that we aren't segregating minority community, communities. Now, of course, these were a lot of words and this still isn't an exhaustive list, but I feel like this is where we can start. Thank you, Sasha. Your answer was quite detailed and I'm so glad you brought up the concept of vocabulary under being woke. I feel like vocabulary is a dangerous weapon when used to hurt someone or discriminate against a specific group but it can also be a greatest tool to try and make the world a more accepting place by encouraging people to open up. The importance of unmuting and reaching out is unparalleled for each one of us. But would any of you want to pitch in on how we actually like begin this journey? Shall I, Anya? Yeah. Uh, yes, Anya. The importance of unmuting is definitely unparalleled. And it is, as Dr. Parekh says, the best way to drown the stigma regarding mental health. Breaking the silence and having positive conversations around it is what will normalize preventive mental health and encourage help seeking. And on this journey of unmuting, the first step is finding a safe space, which is anywhere where you can speak without judgment and are just listened to. They can be a a friend, a teacher, a colleague, an online forum, a helpline. And I can say opening up and reaching out to my friends is one of the best decisions I think I've ever taken. I used to keep thinking, what if they don't understand? What if they stop talking to me? But that led me nowhere. When I first opened up to someone, (laughs) I absolutely did not get a response I was hoping for. And I definitely didn't take that well. But the key was to remind myself, not everyone is same. I hesitated and took some more time to open up to someone else who just listened without any judgment and it honestly felt like freedom. Once whatever you're feeling is out in the open with someone you trust, it's the best feeling ever. Also, while you try to explain that someone what's going on in your mind, it makes us comprehend everything in a different manner, untangling all the thoughts and so yeah, never underestimate the power of opening up and unmuting. And also remember, If someone reaches out, listen actively, show sensitivity, keep away any judgment or advice and instill hope. A new hope unmuting is. Encourage everyone, we must. Oh oh, no, Anya, that was the wrong fandom. (laughs) But speaking of things that people consider wrong, I would much rather like to come back to the agenda at hand here and talk about sex education. I don't think so we can call any society idealistic or inclusive without dissolving the lines that refrain us from talking about sexual education. Exactly, Mahek. I completely agree with you. Sexual education is such an important part of self-discovery. 
the main developmental tasks for adolescents are sexual identity formation and maturity maturity is a sign of evolution and there is no particular definition for it except being comfortable with oneself practicing self forgiveness and allowing ourselves to make some mistakes like peter quill anya i am pretty sure the star lord learned a thing or two about taking on giant purple genocidal aliens and grew as a human being from his own experiences <laughs> Yes, please go left next time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, like Peter Quill. Do you guys struggle with self-forgiveness and kindness? Mm, even though I don't know who Peter Quill is, I'd love to answer this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Mithal. As someone who has been quite hard on herself in the past, self-forgiveness is something I really feel strongly about. Forgiving others has always been easy for me. I know no one is ever finished growing. Once a person holds themselves accountable and accepts their mistake, I have faith that they will grow and learn from their mistakes. But doing the same for myself, that has been a journey. And for me, it was kind of related to being stuck on what ifs. I used to keep analyzing situations in every way possible, thinking of everything I could have done differently. My moment of epiphany regarding this was uh, while reading Prisoner of Azkaban, a Harry Potter book three spoiler ahead, guys. Uh, when Hermione and Harry go back in time, we see how the minutest of change in events could alter the future so drastically. And then I figured, even if I did some things differently, what ensures that I'd have a favorable result then? So the key to self-forgiveness is first. not dwelling on the mistake accept it and grow from it there's nothing wrong with being wrong as long as you are willing to learn and unlearn what a beautiful note to end our episode with mitali i think this is what humanity tru- truly means accepting yourself and others as they are making mistakes and learning from them so to all your inhibitions and insecurities fight learn defeat and grow Avengers assemble. I would much rather say activists assemble, Anya. That makes more sense here. Smart man. So that was all for today, guys. You heard the voice of some hearts that are strangely beautiful yet perfectly flawed, showering some magical embers on equalizing ourselves. This was a mini shot of the equalizer for you. We will be right back with yet another dose of fairy dust. Till then, keep smiling, shining, healing, and most important of all, keep growing. This is Mehak Fatima and Anya Agarwal with the Mind Speakers 2020, and you were listening to Hairya for your well-being.